neutral corner. In the neutral corner. Hey guys, welcome back to In the Neutral Corner. <clears throat> this week, um, we're going to do a little uh, podcast from the car, man. It's the only time I can get. We've been slammed at work this week, which is great. Um, super busy. Super busy training, super busy family life. Life is very good right now. Busy is good, you know. Um, this weekend is the big weekend, right? This weekend, we are going to be able to watch Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje in their rematch. Um, the general consensus is that Dustin is going to get the W, but as I said in my last podcast, I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry as that. Yes, they have fought once before, but you know both fighters have changed their styles. I will say Justin Gaethje's changed it just just a little more um, drastically, I guess, would be the best way to put it. You know, when they first fought, I do believe, I do believe that that um, Poirier was Justin Gaethje's first loss in the UFC. I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, just because <clears throat> I don't have anything in front of me to really double check that. But I am pretty positive, and I do believe after that, it was either his first or his second loss in the UFC, and after that, he decided to step away from that brawling, uh, guns a-blazing type of style, where he would just go in there, block punches with his face, and uh, throw left and rights until someone fell down, and now he's much more technical, you know, he showed that, especially in the Tony Ferguson fight, it was kind of like kind of like the come out fight for him you know it's like he stole all of Tony's swag <laughs> in that fight and uh looked really good really phenomenal especially behind the jab um and he's been looking real good and real tight as of late Gaethje is one of those guys that is just as tough as they come and now that he's got you know a little bit of thinking behind that uh behind that destructional, you know, that destruction mindset, you know, honestly, I think that he might, you know, he really might get the best of Poirier this time, I think that honestly, this has the makings of a really good, violent trilogy, you know, I, I do think that Gaethje could get the win, and uh, ultimately set up a rematch down the road, I feel like Poirier, though, still has a very good chance to win. I just don't feel as if Poirier has changed his style too drastically. Um, since he beat Gaethje, I really believe the only person Poirier's lost to has been Khabib or Oliveira. So, you know, he really, we're talking two, first of all, we're talking two submission losses, right? So, it's not like he's getting outboxed, outstruck, or outstruck. You know, which is Gaethje's first thing. You know, he uses, he's very Chuck Liddell-like, Justin Gaethje. And using his wrestling in reverse, you know, he uses his very good collegiate wrestling to keep the fight standing. So he can, you know, throw them nasty baseball bad leg kicks and uh, throw bombs at you. And Poirier, unless your name's Conor McGregor, usually isn't taking you down. Um, you know, Poirier is a guy. 
guy that'll stand and throw leather right there in front of you. Uh, look at him and Dan Hooker. I mean, that fight was nasty. So, that fight, I believe, is going to be an insane just clinic of violence. And I do believe um, Poirier, Poirier has the popularity advantage, but I'm going to go with Gaethje this time. Yeah, it's because... You know, my girl's got the hots for Poirier, so I may not may not pull for Poirier all the time. I'm just kidding. But the reality is that I feel like Gaethje's made more improvements over the uh, period of time since their last fights. Everything else is virtually identical. I mean, these guys, what, what is it like six and two in their last their last eight fights? Uh, only two losses coming from Khabib and Oliveira. Um, they both beat Michael Chandler. What I mean, it, it is absolutely insane the number of similarities between these two. So when you get two guys that are so alike, you know they're relatively the same height, relatively the same reach. You know they got that same type of grit your teeth, bite down on your mouthpiece style. It's going to be a really exciting, violent fight. Um, one thing I am very disappointed about, though, is the next fight, the co-main event, was not bumped up to a light heavyweight title fight yet, which that sucks, right? Now, I'm sure it had something to do with maybe Jan or even even uh, Alex Pajera's team not being ready for a five-round fight. Now, I mean, that is fair, like on two weeks' notice, to bump from a three to a five, you know, ten minutes is a long time. Anybody out there that doesn't think that five minutes is a long time, let alone ten extra minutes to fight. If anybody out there that doesn't think that that's a long time, dude, just go out there and stand on one foot. Dude, just stand on one foot. Just stand on one foot. That's it for ten minutes. Just stand on one foot for ten minutes. It's going to feel like an eternity. Not even something that's incredibly difficult. Just stand on one foot, balance on it for ten solid minutes. That's hard. Now imagine fighting someone who's trying to hurt you to knock you out so I do get that I do get the fact that eh, you know like we've been training for three rounds I'm not trying to add those two extra rounds like I could win and then I could be winning and then gas and then lose those two extra rounds simply because I was training for a three round fight so I mean I, I get it but man would that have been an awesome storyline would that have been an awesome just type of scenario, right? Um, Jan Blahovich, Alex Pereira, light heavyweight championship of the world. It's vacated. Jamal Hill vacated the title um, due to a ruptured Achilles. We talked about that. But it would just be an awesome fight, right? Because Jan's got this power. Jan's got this really crazy power. But Jan also stands in front of you. Alex Pereira has crazy power. Now, he does have crazy power at 185. He is going to be fighting 20 pounds heavier now against guys that are used to getting hit by guys that are heavier now. So that might be a little bit of a difference. We don't really know. You know, I mean, 10 pounds is a lot of weight. So when you when you double that in 20 pounds, that's a decent little weight. I mean... Sometimes, I mean, it's, it's weird, right? Because that 20 extra pounds may do Alex Bahara an amazing, an amazing thing for his body because he's been cutting.
cutting so much weight to get to 85. And as we, you know, as we went over last week, you can't really absorb the same amount of punishment, and you can't really take uh, or even deliver the same amount of damage uh, that you could if you were fully hydrated. And these guys are, you know, sucking the water out of themselves uh, until they're at death's door, and. It has an effect. And then they're going out there and trying to do probably one of, if not the hardest sport in the world. I mean, there are other sports that are very hard, and I'm not trying to take away from them. But just combating another human being is is pretty fucking tough. You know what I mean? Um, man, that fight is going to be fantastic. Fantastic. I, the whole card, really... And I don't have it in front of me right now because I am doing a little morning commute to work. However, I do remember, you know, a few of them. Uh, Bobby Green is fighting, uh, shit, who was it? I like them both, I think. Oh, Tony Ferguson, that's who it was. Yeah, Bobby's fighting Tony. You know, we went over this whole card last week, so I'm not going to spend too terribly much time on it. But yeah, you know, um, I think Bobby gets the win. I think that Tony Ferguson is just, you know, I mean, like, if fighters are, fighters, man, it's so sad, right, Father Time is just one of those guys that is definitely undefeated, and uh, when it's your time, it's your time, and it's almost like a light switch that goes off, not one in your brain, but one in your body, you know, it's just like one morning you get up and you're just, I don't know, dude, you're just not as fast as you used to be. You're not as uh, powerful as you used to be. Your zig isn't as quick as it used to be. And it's like overnight. And that happened to Tony, I feel like. And uh, when, when Gaethje, when he, something happened and his overnight happened right before he fought Gaethje. <clears throat> and when he fought Gaethje, and Gaethje really put a number on him, he, he's never been the same. And Bobby Green is one of those guys that'll stand out there and bang with you. He's got sharp, crisp, accurate punches. Um, so I'm looking at Bobby to get the victory today or to this weekend. But um, you know, I can see it for Tony. I just, I just think Tony's just had a long career, and I think it's. Uh, I'm not trying to write him off because I'm not trying to be disrespectful towards Tony. But I just say past performances lead me to believing that Bobby Green will be the one to win. I also saw that Wonder Boy Thompson's fighting. That's freaking super cool. Uh, he's always fun to watch fight. I thought Paula Costa was fighting on this card, and I do believe I talked about that. He was fighting some Russian cat, and I and uh, but it looks like that's not happening anymore. It looks like he's fighting uh, uh Kamazat, or whatever the hell his name is. You know, I'm talking about Chimaev. Looks like Paula Costa's going to be fighting Chimaev, which I don't know how interesting of a fight that's going to be. I've never seen uh, Paula Costa's grappling. So I don't know exactly how good or anything like that. And we all know uh, we all know Shemaev is definitely going to be trying to take him down the ground. That's his whole thing. Shemaev um, can definitely lose if he stands on the feet. Uh, Costa does have a lot of power, and uh, he's got some decent striking skills. Not the best, but not the worst. And uh, you know, Shemaev shown that hey man. I can get my ass whooped. I really can. I can take some shots, but I can still deliver some, yes. He's also taking a long time off, so maybe he had some injuries, or maybe those punches really did hurt him that Gilbert landed. 
maybe that happened. Um, who knows? And then I guess he was supposed to fight Nate Diaz and ended up fighting uh, um, Kevin Holland, and he just took him down and subbed him out or whatever. So like, Kevin Holland's also fighting. Who is he fighting? I don't know, but anytime Kevin Holland fights, it's always an entertaining fight. Oh, no, he's fighting uh, Michael Chiesa. That's pretty cool at, at welterweight. Uh, Chiesa's a black belt. He's been around for a long time. Long time. And uh, that'll be an interesting fight. Now, he was a long time lightweight, I believe, and he's moving up to welterweight. And I know that Holland has been dabbling between 85 and welterweight. Now, now Holland is wanting to be the welterweight. And uh, I think he looks better there. He's longer, you know. Uh, he does have to cut that weight a little bit, but he's just so—he's he's just long, and he's—he's he's pretty quick. Um, as long as Holland can stay off the ground, I think he can piece Chiesa up, uh, Chiesa, whatever his name is. Uh, I know that Holland's like a brown belt or a black belt as well, but I—I've seen more grappling. Uh, accolades and things like that from Michael Chiesa. It's going to be interesting. That's going to be a good fight. It's an overall really good card. And then, uh, you know, next weekend we got Island Fights for the weekend. Excuse me. For the weekend after that, uh, August 11th, we got Island Fights back down. And a lot of guys from uh, locally here fighting on the card. You've got, uh, you know, Cam Bennett. He's fighting, you know, um, John Gunther from Team Remedy is fighting. Uh, we got another guy from Team Remedy, Tig and Jose. They are fighting all in their respective weight classes. Uh, these guys put in the work, man. It's so great to watch them uh, improve day after day. And while I might not be at Remedy all the time, I keep up with these guys. They come and visit me at my gym uh, here at Larry's, and they, you know, they're they're all awesome dudes. Uh, Reeves Davis is fighting uh, his 185 debut, and then apparently he's going to be turning pro after this fight. That'll be really good for him. Uh, from my, I've, I've met him quite a few times. Super, like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Super nice guy. Uh, brown belt, freaking super slick on the ground, strong, big guy. It's, he's uh, he's going to have a decent little career ahead of him for sure. Um, and then my boy, Carlos Acosta, is making his third fight. We're, we're, coming, uh, we're coming in hard for a different result. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny because I came into Carlos's gym like four years ago. And Carlos was a jiu-jitsu coach. He was a purple belt. And, you know, we started working. I was like, hey, man, I want my ground to be a little good. And I'll start doing some striking for you. Well, I awoke in this striking beast inside this guy. And it, it became a story of him wanting to do striking more than grappling. And I'm a striker at heart, so I'm like, fucking, of course, let's do it. And, uh, you know, his first two fights, he lost by TKO. The first fight, uh, both of them were early stoppages. You can't, you can't tell me otherwise. I... You know, everybody's going to have their opinion on things. Most of the crowd thought so as well. They were really early stoppages. We're here. We're in a fight. Sometimes you get hit and drop, but he's still coherent. He's still moving. He's still protecting himself, but it's amateur. What you going to do, right? Um, but one of, the, one of the things to me, in my opinion, was is that 
uh, d- doing that, he got away from from his thing. You know, like he's a he's a grappler, and he, you know now I believe that that Carlos will be able to implement his game plan because this man has got a lot of fight, a lot of heart, and um, I believe he's got a lot more to show. You know, there's uh, not everything starts off picture perfect. You know what I mean? You know, sometimes there's a rough start to things that turn out into a beautiful piece of artwork or a beautiful mastery. And, and Carlos is a brown belt now, and he can take just about anybody down and wrap them up in a pretzel. Like, he's he's something crazy. You know what I mean? So, it's uh, it's awesome. I'm, I'm super excited for him. I'm super excited, and I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, we can bring a W back for everybody that's there. Every one of these guys. Um, I'm still actively trying to get a fight. You know, trying to do things. I'm my weight's staying really good. I'm feeling fast and crisp. I'm able to train and spar with a few folks, and uh, they all feel the same. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Oh, did you guys see one thing before I before I cut you guys short on this podcast? Um, did you guys see that John Jones fights Steve Miocic in Madison Square Garden? And he said that he's going to be retiring afterwards. Um, and then the co-main event is Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. So that's going to be really cool. We're going to have a vacant heavyweight championship at the end of the night. And then uh, a new welterweight champion is going to be crowned. It's going to be interesting. You know, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I think Colby beats Leon. I think that uh, Jones beats Stipe. Rides off into the sunset. It'll be uh, it'll be very surprising if it happens any other way. Um, I know Stipe is a, a G, but it's just this is John Jones. This isn't this isn't Daniel Cormier, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's Johnny Bones Jones. So, um, man, really, guys, that's all I got for today. Uh, it's it's been a really bit uh, slam busy week, and I haven't been able to prepare properly for a really good in depth podcast. Uh, I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for holding out and being uh, ready to listen to me and uh, waiting on my episode to drop. I want to thank my sponsors. That's Bayside Body Arts. Uh, Man, they got all your tattoo needs. Uh, Kevin Tattoo Man Carone. You know, he's a a world-renowned artist. uh, Travels all over the country um, to these tattoo expos and places, first, second, third, all the time. Um, out of like hundreds of artists, so that's that's really cool. Uh, you can't can't sleep on them. Uh, then they got the Burger Box, which is just next door. Great burger joint. You got to go there. Family owned, family operated. Tastes so good. Uh, <clears throat> Larry Downs Junior Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. You know, give us a call. We're we are here and ready to uh, take care of you and everything that you need. Uh, anything leaking, gas, sewer, water, we can take care of you. Any appliances needing to be installed, dishwasher, water heaters, you name it, we can do it. Um, and then I also want to thank Jet Jet uh, Jet Pro Labs and uh, the Dreaded Apes and Jigs. You know those guys. They really, they really uh, have been in my corner this whole time. They've got great music. Look up Jigs. Uh, that is J-I-G-S on Spotify and give them a listen 
they're badass. They, uh, they've actually, they're actually live artists. They opened up for, uh, um, Julio Santana, I believe his name is, down there in Tampa. So, it's badass, man. They're, they're awesome. Um, thank you guys so much. I love you all. This is In the Neutral Corner with RJ Summerlin. Godspeed.